Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? I want to take a moment to welcome you back over to the podcast, Steve Muscle Radio. Of course, you already know who it is. <laughs> I'm your host, Steve Muscle, of course. Um, we don't have a co-host yet, although, although there have been talks of some permanent, well, semi-permanent, I'd say, collaboration coming up. Uh, next month but I will kind of leave you all in the dark uh, temporarily until we have worked all of those those details out before I actually make that official announcement so yeah that's that's exciting of course I I'm actually looking forward to not having to do this by myself all the time although I do enjoy the the quietness I enjoy the solitude of being able to record my way and without any type of disturbance. So I, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, having that alone time so you can gather your thoughts and think to yourself, but also making the time to converse, have healthy dialogues with other people so that we can grow. Because, folks, you, you cannot grow if you don't try your best to engage with other people. We just simply were not put on this earth to be alone. I just I just don't think so. I know so, to be honest with you. So um, we are literally five days out from Christmas. It was just Thanksgiving. And now we're about to stumble upon Christmas. Which, honestly, <laughs> over the last couple of years, has kind of been one of those holidays where I'm like, eh, I really don't care for it too much. But uh, my wife, she is like a she's not a kid, but, you know, when Christmas comes around, she kind of gets into that kiddish type of mindset. You know, she loves the lights. She loves the decorations. She loves the presents and the, the cocoa and all of the Christmas, Christmas, if that's a word, type of thing. She she loves that stuff. And um, I've <laughs> I found that she's never going to change. And nor do I want her to change. So I'm like, you know, you can either, like talking to myself, of course, I'm like, you can either get with the program or... You can continue to resist while potentially causing an issue um, within your home. So I believe in keeping my wife happy. And, you know, this year I've been a lot more participant. I've been participating, we'll say, in a lot of her her holiday season shenanigans. We'll say we've been doing a lot of the elf on the shelf and I've been embracing listening to Christmas music, which I've just, uh, I've always, I don't know. I've just never really been one to kind of just get into it, to be honest with you. You know, when I became an adult, things changed. You know, when you were a kid, you were very excited about that. And I kind of always thought that, you know, once you do have kids, it's it's all about your children and, and not so much the adults, but I was wrong. Um, I, I see a number of people every single day with the Santa Claus hat 
um, some ugly sweater with rent with Rudolph and elves on them. And I see people with elf ears and they put, Lord, they put Christmas lights on their cars. So, and, and Rudolph noses on the grill of their car. I'm like, you, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. But who am I to steal the joy that people have during this time of the year? So I just stand back and I say, yo, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I'll see you next year. Um, most people tend to stress out around this time of the year, but not I. We did not go all out this year for the kids. Uh, number one reason is because our children pretty much have everything you can imagine. We have uh, PlayStation 5, we have multiple PCs, they have Nintendo DS, they have iPads, they have iPhones, they have toys, and to be honest, they they were even a little confused themselves as to what they wanted for the holiday season, so they were very generic with their answers, and I basically told them, like, the reason you feel this way is because you already have everything you could ever want, so... Uh, we have purchased, we made some purchases, of course, um, to some stuff that in which we feel they that's going to be adequate and that are going to, you know, meet their little needy needs. And of course, there's going to be things that they don't care for, like clothes, like ugh, clothes. Like when I was a kid, I would open presents and there would be jeans or a sweater. And I'm like, eh, what if I know you now what I know then, you know, I would definitely have been a lot more appreciative of clothes because you know you don't want to go to school with your with your the bottom of your pants riding up towards your calf and your shirts riding up to your belly button because they're too small so yeah clothing very very important in fact I personally I feel like clothes are a lot more important than you know toys and materialistic possessions but Tell that to a child, you're not going to want to listen at all. They, they just won't. So I'm just ready to get past this so we can get on uh, back to reality um, in January. So, but um, just I just wanted to kind of give everybody up there just a little bit out here. I'll say a, a bit of an update uh, with me and what's going on with me, of course. Uh, um, no red flags this way. Nothing to worry about. I'm okay mentally. I'm in a good spot. Um, very good spot, actually, that seems to be improving every single day. Uh, the more that I take myself out of the equation of being involved with things that are out of my control and being involved with things that may not necessarily be educating or inspiring to me. You know, so I told myself, like, I didn't I don't want to invest time into things that don't educate me or motivate me. So uh, I'm not I'm not 100 dismissing entertainment. Uh, I do enjoy entertainment, but I do feel that too much entertainment can be detrimental to our progress in which we go throughout life. So. This means that I've been spending um, a lot more time away from social media platforms, uh, primarily Twitter for the, for the most part. 
Um, I haven't really been that active in Discord. I feel kind of bad <laughs> because there are people who actually look for me uh, to converse in Discord. But um, I'm of the firm belief that if somebody wants to talk to you, uh, they will find you. They will seek you out if it's that important. And if it's not, then, hey, we'll be fine at the end of the day. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good mentally. Um the kiddos are out of school. Today was the last day for um, uh, for winter break. So they'll be out for about three weeks or so. Half day. Of course, they're like awesome. And I'm in a good mood until, you know, my wife gets home and tells me that one of my kids' teachers had something to say uh, regarding one of my son's behavior. Um, One of his, his progress, we'll say. She's Basically saying she's concerned about his progress in school. And this is something that we've been dealing with with my youngest son for the last year. And it's it. I'm not going to lie. Like as a parent, it's hard. You know, you, you want your child to perform the best that they possibly can. And when they don't perform, you often think like, OK, well, what can we do? to fix this what can we do to improve because you know on one hand you have this teacher that is you know basically beating us over the head with the same stuff like she's been saying since august as if we have trouble with retaining what it is she's saying when we're not we hear you and we're trying you know in other words it kind of makes it it kind of makes me feel like she doesn't think that we're trying with him when in fact that we are, I know that my wife spends a lot of time with him. So yeah, we're kind of like dealing with that right now. And uh, we said we were going to work with him extra hard over the break so that when he goes back to school, he'll be a little bit sharper. Um, that's probably going to mean I'm going to have to take away some stuff. I know he's going to hate that to death, but unfortunately, um, I, you know, as a parent, you have to make those hard decisions and those hard calls, you know, for the sake of, your, your children's education and their well-being. And um, we are firm believers in not rewarding behavior. Well, it's not a behavior issue. It's more so of, a, of an academical issue with him. And we don't believe in rewarding when the performance is less than desirable. So we're going to be doing what we have to do um, and, you know, praying, of course, that we can get him to where he needs to be. Uh, before the end of this year my other two kids they're they're performing just fine they're good um, we don't have any complaints we're not worried about them at all but you know that's just the joy of parenthood and um you know the kids don't come with instructions and you you really never know what to expect except for expect the unexpected okay <laughs> okay so Enough about me and my personal life, but I just thought I would, you know, share that with all of you out there, especially those of you who take the time to listen to these podcasts. You know, thank you again. I know I say this on every episode, but look, somebody's listening to this. Somebody's taking this in. Somebody's enjoying this. And I'm thankful. <laughs> I am grateful that you have even decided to subscribe to this podcast and that you listen to this and that you share it with other people. I'm, I'm very happy about that and uh, incredibly humble as well. So I did a poll about a week and a half ago regarding the next episode of the muscle radio. And 
that poll consisted of three choices. One of them was um, relationship advice. The other was how to find inner peace. And the other one was how to overcome hardship. So relationship advice came in last place. Overcoming hardship came in second place. And finding inner peace came in first place. And I think that that was very interesting. I thought it was very interesting. And it told me a lot. It told me that there are people struggling right now. And to be quite frank, is it really that hard to believe that there are actually people struggling right now? Um, Every time we look on social media or the news, somebody... Somebody's deleting themselves. So I, I don't want to say the S word because that word, is tr- it can be triggering. It's, it's a terrible word. And you know, I just don't like to say it, but you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, taking, taking their own lives. People are doing this left and right. And even though people say that they advocate for mental health, it's still never talked about on a large platform. I don't feel like it is. There's always small content creators that put emphasis on this, but you never really hear a major influencer talk about this type of stuff. And I think that that's extremely disheartening because there are some people that individuals look up to. And I just know that if they were to just break the ice and talk about mental health with these, you know, with their fans, we would see less of this type of, Less of these occurrences, we would see less of it. But unfortunately, we can't depend on them. We, as smaller content creators, only have to depend on the, the actions and the works of ourselves and, and put this out there in front of the public so that they can potentially grab something from it so that they can carry on and press on throughout their life. So I, like I said, I found it very interesting, but I'm not shocked that finding inner peace won for the next topic for me to carry, you know. You know, peace is the one thing that everybody literally seeks. It's also that one thing that cannot be purchased with money. Now, I don't care what anybody tells you. Money does not make you happy. And, I mean, it can solve some issues. It can. It can buy you some things in which... Most people can't, but it doesn't bring peace. In fact, you know, there's there's millionaires out here who have said on camera that, you know, they're not happy because they don't have any peace. Like I used to train this former NFL player and, you know, he was very humble. He is very humble, we'll say. And he never talked about money. He never talked about his money, but it was he had money. Let's just put it like that. And he had well invested the money that he made in his, in his career. And I remember having a conversation with him during a training session one day. He was like, you know, people think that money brings you happiness, but it really doesn't. And he said it was such a monotone and the look on his face. when I was like, yeah, um, it's sad that most of this world thinks that chasing money is should be the goal and that money should be the motivator when in fact it 
it, it, it's not the solution. It's really not. Now, I'm not anti-money, of course. I got bills just like the next man. But if you're thinking that it's going to mean pre, uh, peace, it's not at all. I mean, the old quote, <laughs> more money, more problems, is, is extremely true. Extremely true. So let's talk about peace. Let's talk about it, all right? So by definition, peace is freedom from disturbance, tranquility. You know, there's, I, I, there's two definitions of peace here. We're, we're going to break that down first. Freedom from disturbance and tranquility. Disturbance, I, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Like if you go outside and all you hear is horns honking and the hustle and bustle of cars going against the pavement and and birds and stuff it's just noise all over the place it's not peaceful but when you go inside of your home and you shut the door bam like the noise is gone the disturbance is gone and there's a shred of peace right there and a little bit of tranquility to go with it if you don't if you don't have kids <laughs> i'm just saying as a parent there's very little peace in the home now that doesn't say we don't have intervals of peace but a lot of times it's 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 hard it's really difficult so the second definition of peace is a state or period in which there is no war or war has ended now you can take that definition of war from a standpoint of battle like a battle between two sides, if you want, um, a physical war with soldiers and tanks and, and, and aircrafts and stuff. Or you can take that battle of war being perhaps your mind and your flesh. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little deep with that side of it right there because we're not here to talk about you know, war as in fighting, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan, Vietnam. We're not talking about that kind of war. Like I am of the firm belief that there literally is a war that goes on in the mind, which is why I think that there are two types of peace. Now, you can agree. Or you can disagree, you know. I believe there's a such thing as outer peace. And I believe that there's a such thing as inner peace. Even though, you know, today's podcast is supposed to be centered around inner peace. I think that we, we need to talk about, you know, both sides so that we can fully digest, dissect and understand the differences between the two and that there is an existence between the two. Okay. So we will, you know, we'll take a moment here and we'll talk about, you know, outer peace. You know, I feel like outer peace, I feel like it has a lot to do with, you know, our current environment, the place that we dwell. And that could be your work. That could be your workplace. That could be your home, just an environment. I feel like that's tied to your outer peace. 
I've never seen a person experience peace in a chaotic work environment, right? <laughs> I believe it is an ex I believe that outer peace is the experience of solitude which promotes serenity. Sometimes this means being alone, and other times it could mean just simply being around those that you love. You don't necessarily have to be by yourself to experience peace. Although, nine times out of ten, that's kind of what it is. Because I know sometimes, there, there's been times where my wife, she's at work, and my kids are at school. And, and I have like, oh Lord, thank you for this. I have a couple of hours to myself, right? And I'll come home after like maybe on a break or so. And my home is so quiet. It's so quiet that I don't even want to do anything. I don't want to get on the computer. I don't want to watch TV. I just want to enjoy the the time period of being able to listen to my own thoughts. Like seriously. And when it gets a little too quiet, sometimes I will turn on some, I don't know, turn some music on and I will, I'll get my notebook and I'll sit there and I'll do some writing. I love to put my thoughts on, on paper. I always encourage people to do that or I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll crack open the Bible here. Cause those of you know, I'm a Christian, of course. So I got to sharpen up my biblical skills. I'll sit up there and I'll read, or I'll just read some sort of some book that I'm interested in or, or listen to an audible book, anything of the sort. Because, you know, that alone time is precious and it definitely promotes peace. But also, like I said, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be alone time. It could just be being around the people that you enjoy, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family. You know, it, it, it could mean a lot of different things. You know, I, I know there have been time periods where... I've sat in my living room, you know, my wife could be on the couch, my kids could be a little occupied on the floor, and it's, you know, just the thought of that we're here in one piece, <laughs> literally like the other piece, like P-I-E-C-E, -E. in one piece we're here, and we're healthy, we're fed, that type of feeling right there brings me, you know, just that outer peace right there. You know, you're, again, tying it back to, you know, your environment, I, I truly believe is, is very, very important, we'll say, when it comes to tapping into outer peace. You know, some people, they, they don't get any peace at all. Like... I was talking to a woman today. She's always on the go. You know, she's a single mother, three children, takes them to school, takes them to sporting events, practices, games. She's a business owner. She makes and she exercises. And, you know, I told her, I'm like, look, you are always on edge. You you go, 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 go. You you just you don't stop. I don't remember the last time this woman took a vacation, to be honest with you. And she's just, 
always operating on 10. And I'm like, you know, do you ever, do you ever have peace? Because your environments are always chaotic because I, 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 I'm a witness of it. I can only hope that, you know, one day she, she takes the time to actually analyze, you know, the, the happenings in which, you know, she's enduring throughout her life so that she can, too, experience, you know, outer and inner peace. So there's a number of ways in which we can obtain outer peace. I have about five things here that, you know, I'm going to go over in no particular order, of course. The number one thing is saying no more often. This is something that you have complete control over. The the speaking of no, the, the art of saying thus said no to whoever, whether it be a friend, whether it be a, a family member, whether it be somebody who's asking you to do something, say no. Because if you're a yes person and you constantly say yes, you're, you're adding more stress and more baggage to your already hectic life. You got to learn to say no to people. Are they going to like it? No, of course not. I don't know. Some people may take it a little bit better than others. You know, it depends on who you're dealing with. Some people are not used to being told no. Like you say no, you be like, no. But then, you know, here, here's how you know they can't take no for an answer. When they follow up with why or they seek some sort of explanation. Those are the people you definitely need to say no to and don't give them an explanation, especially if you have too much on your plate. Learn to say no. Number two, cut out toxic people. I don't care if it's family member. I'm going to say it again. I don't care if it's your family member. Some of you people out there think, oh, we're family. We have to get through this together. Look, if this person is not contributing to positive positivity in your life. Why do you want to keep them around again? I didn't say don't love them. I just said don't have anything to do with them. That goes for your friends too. Especially those friends who you think are your friends. But are actually breaking you down and not building you up. That's not a friend. Oh, but we've been cool for 20 years. Well, I'm sorry. You have to do what it is you have to do for your sake. If you want peace. You're constantly intertwined with people who are not good for you. And you keep them around because you, 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 you are afraid of some penalty of, that may not even exist. Let these people go. I mean, that's if you want peace. That's up to you. There's other people out here who will love you, who will pour into you and not take away from you. Because we got people in our life that are toxic. That are constantly taking away from us to the point we just don't have peace and we're tired all the time. Number three, not taking on too much baggage. I know you like that. You, you may probably think that you're a multitasker. And you can juggle things and you can have multiple jobs and stuff. Listen. I don't. I don't think that we, my worldview is very different. Let me just say that first. 
But I don't agree with terms like hustle. I don't agree with terms like grind. Though I do agree with working and taking care of our responsibilities, I don't agree with those two terms because they don't respect the, the human necessities that are required for us to live an optimal life, especially a healthy life. Because a lot of people, are they, they're going off for three hours of sleep, two hours of sleep, two monster drinks and coffee, saying, I got this. You know, you're about to fall on your face. You don't have it. You don't. You got bags under your eyes. Your 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 pupils are dilated. You you're yawning all throughout the day. You're not okay. Stop taking on too much. Let some of that stuff go. So you might you'll you'll be surprised at how how much lighter you feel when you don't take on all of that stuff. Number four, taking breaks from social media. Man, listen. Has anybody out there ever compared themselves to the individuals that they see on social media? Oh, look at what they drive. Look at the house they live in. Man, they're going on these exotic trips. Oh, they have all of these, the the beautiful families and stuff. Look. You're looking at the highlight reels, folks. You're looking at the best parts of their lives. That's not the way that it really is. But since that's the only thing that they post in your head, psychologically, you think that that's their life 100%. And then you start comparing that to your own life and you start feeling like trash. Why can't I do the things that they are doing? Look, there's just so many things that go into that. I think it's just best that you take yourself out of the equation and take a break from the gram, take a break from Facebook, take a break from Twitter, take a break from wherever you spend a lot of time to get away from it for a little bit. And number five, practice self-care. Have you ever, when was the last, let me ask you this, when was the last time you got a massage? I'll wait. Think about that. I'll give you a few seconds. Have you thought about it? Now, when's the next time you're going to do that? Now, I'm not saying that self-care has to be tied to massage therapy. Of course, there, there's a lot of different things in which people can associate with self-care. I just believe that massage therapy is a very good one uh, because it is the action of relieving stress in the body, like literally, and relieving tension easing the mind. I'm a, I'm a heavy advocate for massage therapy, honestly, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be chiropractic therapy. It could be, it could be something else. It could be enjoying video games. It could be ladies going to get your nails done. Um, anything that you can self-care. Let me just say this and then we'll move on. Self-care is basically anything that makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel accomplished. It is a way of practicing celebrating the hard work in which you display. Why the heck do you work so hard and not reward yourself? I'll say it again. Why do you work so hard day and night 
and you never reward yourself. What are you working for? To pay bills and die? I hope you don't think that way. Come on, wise up. Use that money for something that'll make you happy. I got a good friend. He has at least two self-care days a month. Better than me. I only have one, but two a month because he feels that that is what he needs to bring himself, you know, some outer peace. Outer peace, in my opinion, is much more easier to manage, especially in comparison to the other peace that many seek, which is inner peace. I, I truly feel like outer peace is easier to manage, really, because everything I just named, those five things in which you can practice to promote outer peace are things in which you can start today. It is. I really feel like it is. Honestly, I truly don't think that people do it. Maybe it's because life is just so busy. And that when we're busy, we just, we just don't, it doesn't come to mind. Not until burnout sets in, but that's a whole other subject right there. And maybe we'll touch on that, you know, another time. So now that we've talked about outer peace, you know, you take your notes there, of course, and you know, you write them out however you desire. We're going to go ahead and tap into the meat and potatoes, the, 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 the white potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the steak, the good juicy stuff, right? On today's actual topic, which is, you know, inner peace. So, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. You know, some of you may agree with me, some of you might not, and, and that's okay. You know, I truly don't think that you can separate the spiritual aspect of life from inner peace. I, I, I think that there is a spiritual intertwine that goes in conjunction with our inner peace. In fact, we're, we're talking about the, in, the, the, the inward happenings within us, you know, the the, the functionings of our heart, the capability of our, our cognitive mentality, our mindset, we, the neurological pathways that we possess. You know, that, that's the type of stuff that you, that's kind of hard for, you know, some people to just kind of wrap their heads around. And, you know, this is the deep stuff. I, I truly believe that there is a spiritual aspect to our inner peace. You know, this is a piece that, that, that quite frankly, really can't be seen with our eyes. Nor can it be heard with our ears. This is why we call it the inner peace. You know, with outer peace, you can see yourself saying no to somebody. You can see yourself cutting people out. You can, you, you can, you'll reap the benefits of doing these things. You can see yourself not taking on baggage. You can see yourself taking a break from social media. You can see yourself on the massage table. You can see these things, but you cannot see what is internal. Inner peace. Some of us wrestle with internal damage. Bad memories, traumatic history that, you know, we may have endured that have hurt us in the past, 
and that affect us in the present and that could potentially jeopardize our future. There are men and women that are walking around right now who are adults who still feel the the guilt, the pain that they may have endured as a child. Everyone's story is different. You know, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, maybe you were touched as a child and it affects how you how you perceive the opposite sex and relationships. You know, I, I know a young lady. She endured a lot. She endured a whole lot. And I fair warning um, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm going to get pretty deep. I really am. So if this if that's something that you're not interested in, thank you so much for listening thus far. But, you know, if you really want to. If you want to, like, you know, stay and listen and try to digest what it is I'm about to, to, to say for the remainder of this podcast. And please, you know, just hold on to your seats. I thought I would give you a warning. So I know a woman who endured a lot during her life. You know, she was molested as a child. She was raped. She was almost a victim of human trafficking, sex trafficking. You know, things like that, of course, are extremely traumatic to a child. And they can have some very, very detrimental effects on an adult if it's not addressed or if it's not treated. You know, even though that we we can't, even though we can't change the past, we can address the past. We can address it because if you leave it right there, you'll never be able to move forward. And if you don't move forward, you're going to be miserable. You're going to not be able to perform at your full potential all because you you're stuck in, in the past happenings. Nowadays, you know, we see an increase of people advocating for therapy, which is you know, to be quite frank, this wasn't something that people talked a lot about the last decade. But now um, therapy, seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist and things of that nature, those type of things have definitely been um, being practiced and it's been endorsed heavily. And I love it. It's a wonderful thing. And it's definitely a, a, a step in the right direction. Because there's way too many people who are functioning or they think they're functioning without, you know, not even knowing that they're still affected by what happened to them in the past. I think that keeping things, I think that people think that keeping stuff to themselves is more of a defense mechanism. But they, every day are getting tortured on the inside. And some of them are having night terrors, nightmares. And it's affecting their lives every day as far as how they perceive life and how they deal with people. They don't have that inner peace. And to be honest, you know, you, you, you can't have it unless you deal with the past. You can't have it. Because let's, let's be real. A lot of people struggle internally because of 
things that have possibly happened to them at a young age or in the past. And they'd sweep it under the rug. Problems are not meant to go unsolved. Every problem has a solution. Every problem has an answer. Whether you think it doesn't or not, it does. And a lot of times you may not be able to figure that out. And it's not for you to figure out. This is why we have best friends. This is why we have mental health professionals. This is why we have help. So please, I would say the first step to find an inner peace is coming to terms with whatever it is is bothering you because I don't listen don't get me wrong I get it some of the stuff that we have endured in our past is embarrassing it's shameful and nobody wants to feel nobody wants to feel embarrassed nobody wants to feel shame nobody wants people to know these things because what what do we like to do as a society judge people If people think you're going to judge them, there's no way that they're going to open up to you or anybody else. So they harvest these feelings to themselves. And and it's just like a a, a Coke can shaking it up. And then when you open it, bam. And however it comes out is just how it comes out. Sometimes it comes out of domestic abuse. Sometimes it comes out in child abuse. Sometimes it comes out in fits of rage towards people you don't know. Sometimes it comes out in depression and anxiety. Sometimes it comes out in suicide. It comes out in a lot of different ways. If you don't deal with your past, it will surely find you out. Take my word for it. Let's talk about ways to find inner peace. The first one, I can, I'm probably going to lose you with this one. But the first one is to practice forgiveness. Forgiveness in a world that doesn't believe in it. It's conditioned in our minds to repay back evil for evil. It is conditioned in our minds to... Make people suffer who make you suffer. That's just the way that society thinks. But that doesn't help the problem. You hurting somebody who hurts you is not going to take your pain away. You seeing someone suffer who made you suffer is not going to take your suffering away. You need to do something That's going to take your pain away and your suffering away. And I'm a firm believer in forgiveness. When you don't forgive people, you give them access to your mind. You allow them to manipulate your actions. You allow them the outcome of your future. If you don't forgive people and it doesn't matter what they've done again I know some people are probably going to feel very upset at what I'm saying right now but I'm telling you the truth if you don't forgive you will never have peace
never. And people don't and people who don't have peace have never demonstrated forgiveness. Now, does that make it easy? Absolutely not. No. Tell that to the mom who lost her son to gang violence. Tell that to the the young woman who has a child because she was raped. You know, tell that to the individual who stole your car and you had to get to an important meeting. I mean, forgiving people is not easy at all. But along with that hard task of forgiveness comes a greater reward of peace of mind. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go the rest of my life bitter and angry and pissed off at the world and paranoid and not being able to trust people. I I don't want to live like that. This is why I choose to to practice forgiveness. I've had some things that have happened in my life and I've had to exercise forgiveness. Did I want to? No. Did I want the opposite to happen? Yes. But when I, everybody I've ever forgiven, um, I was given peace. And I don't have a problem with literally anybody anymore. Now, that's not to say that I want these people in my life because I don't, but I don't hate anybody for sure. The second thing is to let go of what is out of your control. You know, if you're somebody who wants, who needs to be in control of everything, you're in, you're never going to find inner peace. You have just simply have to accept that there are things that you can't, you can't prevent things that you don't. That you don't personally have the answer for. That someone else might have the answer for. You know like trying to fix a person. Like I don't believe that you can fix a person. You can have as much hope and faith in the person as you want. But you can't fix anybody. You got to let that go. You know. And when we let go of things in which are out of our control. That is like a weight lifted off of us right there. And you'll be given some inner peace. The third thing is to accept your flaws. Not a single person on the earth is perfect. Regardless of all of the plastic surgery and the implants and the BBLs and the veneers and the hair transplants and all these. Nobody's perfect. There's got to be something that each and every one of us has, you know, deals with on a day-to-day basis and we, we try our best to, to cover it up or we try to change it or alternate it in some sort of way, you know, spending thousands upon thousands of dollars on alterations when you can just accept who you are. Some of the most happiest people I know have accepted their flaws. They've accepted that they are who they are, whether it's their attitude or their their um, physical features. They've just accepted themselves and they're happy and they have peace. You know, they're, they're not constantly, they're not thinking about what other people think. I personally feel like people who do all of that stuff to themselves, are they're seeking validation. 
I don't really think people do that because they truly want to. I really believe they're seeking validation and the approval of other people. And if that is what you think is going to bring you peace and happiness, you are wrong. Especially in such a fast society that constantly changes their mind on what they like and what they don't like. So, yeah, accept your flaws. Now, the last thing here is something else you probably may not agree with um, or maybe you do. And that's fine. And most of you know that, you know, I am a I am a Christian, of course. I, I believe in the, the Christian faith. So I have to put this as number four, because maybe just maybe somebody out there needs to hear this. And if that's you, then hopefully you take it and it blesses your heart. So the fourth thing is accepting the Lord into your life. You know, before I did that. And it's been 10 years this year, 10 years since I made that personal decision to, you know, give my life to Jesus, of course. Uh, before that, I was full of rage. I was full of unforgiveness, anger, malice, you name it. You know, I was I just was not a good person at all. And I was very selfish. You know, you could ask my wife. She'll tell you firsthand. Some of you may. Maybe the first of you hearing this, but some of you may <laughs> may not believe it, but it's it's true. Like I was not a good person. Um, I can look back and tell you that right now with all honesty. But ever since I accepted, you know, Jesus as my savior, he took so many of these things away from me. You know, so many of the problems, so many of the vices, so many of the struggles and the strongholds in which were over my life that I didn't think I would be able to overcome, you know, he took it away. No, the Bible tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace. And there's a scripture, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, a, I'm not like a super Christian that memorizes Bible verses. I just don't. But I do know that there's a verse that says, you know, in the words of Jesus, peace I give unto you, my peace, not as the world gives. So the Lord gives peace. That nobody else can never really can never experience unless it comes from him. And sometimes people are searching for peace in all the wrong places and it's temporary. It doesn't stay. So if you're somebody out there who wants that reoccurring joy and that reoccurring peace, maybe just maybe consider giving your life to the Lord. You know, again, I get it. Some of you out there. You got different beliefs. You may not even believe in God at all. Look, I'm not here to shove religion down your throat. I ain't even religious whatsoever. I just, I believe in God, but that doesn't make me religious. So let, don't get it twisted. There's a difference. But um, this is probably one of the more deeper podcasts that I've made. I know I've done a few, but I know that this is something that people wanted to for me to touch on. And I'm very happy that I was able to do it. So hopefully there's somebody out there that this is helping. And if you and if you really believe that it's helped you, you know, please let me know. You know, give me some feedback or, or share it with somebody, too. OK, well, that's going to do it for this episode here. Um, as far as our next episode, I'll probably just go down the list when it comes to the other two categories that I have people vote about. And then we may just come back and do another episode, probably regarding um, overcoming hardship. I got lots of stories in which I can share with you all as far as where, when I didn't think I was going to make it, but I did. <laughs> so 
Um, stay tuned for that. Hopefully you all have a blessed day. Thank you so much for all of the love. Thank you for the support. And I'll talk to you all later. Peace.